guys, I want to thank you for joining us for another Wednesday devotional. And today I'm going to continue what we were talking about last week. If you missed this, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to that one as well, because we're going into teaching on how to be led by the Spirit of God. I think that's something that's very important for a lot of Christians to understand, to learn how to discern the difference between their, you know, their soulish realm, their mind, their will, their emotions, versus, you know, and then you have your senses and then you have the spirit or what we're led by as the spirit of God. And today I want to continue on speaking on how God speaks to us or how he leads us by the spirit. You know, last week we talked about understanding the difference, but now I'm going to kind of go into more depth on how he can lead us and what we can learn to, to look for, listen for, and how to recognize God's leading versus other things in our life. So the first thing, you know, I want to reiterate is to understand that the Spirit of God always leads from our spirit. It's going to be our innermost being. And also, whenever God speaks to us or begins to lead us into things, it's always going to align with the Word of God. It's not going to be to get you into sin. It's not going to be something that's clearly uh, against something written in Scripture. But the one of the main ways that He will speak to us or lead us is by a still, small voice. You know, a lot of times when people want to get direction from God or want to know if God wants them to do something or have something to say for them, they always want to look some kind of big thing. You know, they want some prophet to come and visit them and, and speak a prophecy over their life. They, they're looking for some kind of big voice. They, they think there's going to be a loud voice booming in the background like this is God or, you know, something like that. You know, people think, oh, well, I want to have a dream. Maybe I, I can pray and believe I'll have vision of something or all these extravagant things, you know, that they want to experience when they say, well, God, when they want God to speak to them or want to show them something, you know, but a lot of times, pretty much 98% of the time, he doesn't lead that way. I mean, he can, and it does happen on occasion, but it's not the main way he leads us. You know, every time he wants to lead you into something or teach you something, you're not going to have some great grandiose vision. Or every time you're, you know, doing something in life, a prophet's not going to come out all over the place. And that's something I want to, you know, touch a little bit on. I don't want to get into too much of it, but understanding that uh, prophets, if they do come and speak into your life, make sure it's confirming something that you already know in your spirit. They're not just going to come out of the wazoo and speak whatever. And also don't be going around to every single person you find, I need a word, I need a word, I need a word, calling like eight television stations looking for who's next prophet so-and-so or, you know, any of that. Don't do any of that. If it's of God, it will come to you and he will bring them to you. You don't need to go and try to like track down every prophet so-and-so or, you know, try to try to force something to happen or try to force thing, some extravagant thing to happen in your life so you know it's from God. Because you'll end up falling into deception and misleading yourself because you're looking and trying to force things to happen rather than waiting and listening for the still small voice. Turn with me if you want to. We're going to go to 1 Kings 19.11. And this is a good example that the Bible gives us when it comes to talking about how God leads us by a still small voice. It's not going to be something big, something extravagant. You know, it's going to be the still small voice. And this is, like I said earlier, about 98% of the time, that's how he's going to lead us. And he said to Elijah, he said, then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord and behold, the Lord passed by and a great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake. 
but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? So we can see that in this passage, how did God speak to Elijah? In a still small voice. He didn't do some grand thing, you know. So we've got to make sure that when we're wanting to be led by God, understanding to be led by the spirit of God, it's going to be a still small voice, you know. Yes, like I said, sometimes he can do big things, but not very often will that happen. The main way he leads his people, like the scripture says, is the spirit, the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. It doesn't say the sons of God are led by visions. You know, the sons of God are led by great words of acclamation from God from the sky. No, it says the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. And he'll speak to us in a still small voice to our spirits. And that's what we've got to learn to recognize. And also understanding that this small voice isn't always going to be really authoritative. It's not going to always going to be really loud. You know, it's going to be a small voice on the inside of us coming from our conscience. You know, it's having a com it's like having a conversation with someone. When that still small voice comes to you, it'll be like you're having a conversation with God. You're talking to him. You'll have dialogue back and forth, just like this with Elijah. If you go back, he says, and then he heard it and the, the voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? That voice is talking to him. It's having a conversation with him. It's not big. It's not loud. It's not booming. It's coming from inside of him and it's saying, what are you doing here? And it says, then Elijah responded to the voice. He said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn you on your altars and killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left and they seek to take my life. And then the Lord said to him, go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Haziel king over Syria. Syria. And then he began to give him instructions and he kind of encouraged him. And then later on, he tells him that like, look, Elijah, you're not the only person left, but it's a conversation. And a lot of times that's what the still small voice will be like for us. We can have conversations with God. We can talk with God. We can ask him questions when he comes to us. You know, he'll teach us things. He'll instruct us to do things, you know. He'll give us direction. Sometimes he comes to bring us correction and to tell us, hey, look, this is wrong. You need to change this or go and do this or go and apologize to this individual or make sure you, you go and make this situation right. You know, sometimes it's information or guidance on what we're supposed to be doing if we're you know, wanting to make a decision in life or whatever. But understanding it's not always going to be something really big. It's not going to be something really loud. It's a still small voice that comes from the inside of our spirit or the inner man. The next thing is that God will speak to us or lead us by the inward witness. Psalms 18:28 says, "For you will light my candle, and the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness." So what's this meaning? It says he he's going to guide us. He's like a light, he's like a guide on the inside of us. He's the inward witness. Also in scripture, it talks about how he the inward witness affirms to us our salvation. So when people 
come and give their life to God. It says that there will be a confirmation, inward witness on the inside, that they know that they are saved. You know, you don't have somebody come and give you a stamp or a certificate that says, here, this proves that you're saved. You know, some great old prophet's not going to come up and, and, and tie a string around your finger and be like, this string represents your salvation. Or you're not going to see angels descend from heaven and tell you you're saved. You just know on the inside that when you gave your life to Christ, you gave your life to Christ and you know that you know that you know that you're saved. That's an aspect of the inner witness. It's an inward knowing, you know, and that's another way he'll lead us. It's the inward knowing. Sometimes you can't explain it. Sometimes you don't have any reasoning behind. I just know this. I don't know why I know this. This is just something I know on the inside. It's deep inside of you, you know. And another thing is that the inward witness will guide us by peace. You have peace or you have the scratchy, uncomfortable feeling if it's something's off or something's wrong. And those are the main ways he leads you. You know, it's not going to be by peer pressure. It's not going to be by anxiety. It's not going to be by worry. It's not going to be by fear. He's going to lead by peace, an inward peace, an inward knowing, an inward security. It comes from deep within. So if something's good, if something's the will of God, you know, whether everything else around you is going on, despite how you feel emotionally, deep on the inside, you will have a peace about it. And you say, okay, I have this peace. That's what we've got to follow. If you don't have that peace, don't pursue it. If you don't have that peace, don't move. If you're not sure and you don't have that full confidence, wait. It's okay to take time and wait to hear from God. You don't have to know every everything immediately at the time you want it. You know, sometimes you have to isolate yourself and wait to hear from God. You know, Romans 8, 6 says for they set their mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit of life is, is of the spirit is life and peace. So we've got to make sure that we have our mind, our focus, focus inward, focus on the spirit so we can hear him and follow his guidance, which brings life and peace. Psalms 34, 14, it says, turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So seek the peace of God and pursue it, follow it, go after it, you know, go where the peace leads you. If there's not peace, don't go there. And we've got to learn too to, to understand the difference between the inward peace and our emotions. Because sometimes our emotions can get us worked up into a state where we're, we feel uncomfortable or we're, we're, we're angry or we're frustrated or whatever. And we've got to learn to separate our personal emotions, our soul from the deep inward peace and reflect upon that and say, okay, is this coming from my soul or is this coming from the peace within my spirit? Because that's going to be unchanging. Psalms 85, 8 says, let me hear what God the Lord will speak for he will speak peace to his people, to his saints and let them not turn back to folly. So again, when God speaks to us, he'll speak peace to us. He'll speak correction to us. He'll speak direction to us. And we've got to make sure we listen and we can follow that peace. And that leads us into the last one. We've got to make sure we are willing to listen. You know, because sometimes when God tells us things, we don't want to listen. You know, sometimes people say, well, I want to hear the voice of God. But then 
they really don't because sometimes when God comes to, to talk to us, sometimes he asks us to do things we don't wanna do or we don't feel comfortable with or getting us to step out. I mean, you can see that, for example, when, when God came to Moses and said, Moses, you're, I'm calling you to deliver these people. Moses had a myriad of excuses. Oh, I can't do that. They're not gonna listen to me. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Who am I? You know, all of these things because when the spirit and the, the, the flesh are always at war, we have our soulish realm, we have our flesh, and we have our spirit. And we've got to learn to crucify the flesh, to put it under so that we can listen to and walk according to the spirit. And when we crucify flesh, you got to put it to death. You know, it doesn't feel comfortable. You know, sometimes when God will tell us to do things, it's not always going to be comfortable. It's not always going to make us be like, we might not in that moment want to do it, but we've got to say, okay, God, not my will, but your will be done. Help me walk this out. Help me put the flesh under so that I can do what you want me to do. Now, Isaiah 28, 16, it says, Therefore, th thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a triad stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, and he that believeth shall not make haste. And I want to hit on that too, is understanding when you want to be led by the, the voice of God, don't feel like you have to make be rushed about it or you have to make haste or you have to know in that exact moment at that exact time take time to seek direction you know if somebody asks you something just say hey you know what I'll get back to you about that I'm not sure and sometimes you'll have people like well I have to know right now I have to know right now it's a big thing and it's like no you can wait you know sometimes it may feel like that but that's not always the case and we've got to make sure that we don't get in that pressure we don't allow pressure we don't want to allow worry we don't allow anxiety anxiety to push us into making decisions that might not be according to what the Holy Spirit or the Spirit inside of us is leading us into. You know, we've got to make sure we can filter through that or not let our own like personal feelings or own personal desires get in the way of what God's Spirit's trying to lead us into. Because sometimes, you know, our desires, our fleshly desires might sound good or might feel good, but it might not be what God wants us to do. So we've got to make sure that we can follow his guiding in those situations and make sure that we take time to listen to the inward, inward witness and make sure it's him guiding us by his peace. Another thing is don't ignore it. You know, we've got to make sure we listen to the voice of God. Romans 8, 13 says, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live by the spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body and you will live. In Galatians 5, 16, it says, But I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So sometimes when we hear the leading, we've got to make sure that we don't ignore it. And it can be easy to ignore, like I said, because it's a still small voice. It's the inward feeling deep on the inside of us. It's not going to be loud. It's not going to be blooming. Now he can be persistent, which I'm very thankful for. You know, the Holy Spirit will be consistent and you'll have that gnawing feeling, keep coming back, that, that idea, keep coming back, that guidance, keep coming back, you know, to remind you, to, 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 uh, to try to encourage you, to try to lead you where you need to go you know, but it's, he's not going to force you. And you can choose if you want to listen to him or you can choose to tune him out. And we've got to make sure that we, we, we teach ourselves to be more aware of the spirits guiding us and not, you know, not push it away or not ignore it or, or not, um, you know, get, feel like, oh, well, 
I don't want to listen to God because I'm scared he's going to ask me to do something I don't want to do, you know, and there's a good chance he's going to because a lot of times our flesh doesn't want to do what the spirit, you know, what the spirit is leading us into because it's of God, because it's good. They're different natures. So I hope this really helped you guys uh, listening to this today and understanding the, the two main ways that the Holy Spirit will lead us is by the inward voice and the inward witness. And I hope this helps you guys kind of recognize it a bit more and learn how to follow the peace of God's spirit as he leads you into his will for your life. Again, thank you so much for listening today and God bless you.